Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. We're just going to um, touch briefly on a few things again this evening, and um, we will pray. And we are going to pray specifically tonight that the wisdom of God will be revealed in us. Not only is God making his wisdom known unto us, and not only do we anticipate or desire to actually know the wisdom of God, but our prayer is going to be focused on the wisdom of God being revealed in us. We really want to display his wisdom. We want to be an epitome of God's wisdom. I'm going to read some few scriptures, and I just want to point to some few things quickly. Again, we're going to be out of here before you know it. Um, we really don't have any title. Um, last Sunday, we just prayed, and uh, so we're just going to do the same thing. Amen? But it's going to be on the heel of that. I'm going to read from the... Uh, say that again? <laughs> whatever, whatever title you want to give it. It's every title will fit. Amen? Hallelujah. So I'm going to read from the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. And uh, we're going to read from chapter number 2. Quickly. I'm going to be, you know, looking at the time. And I want to make sure um, we don't spend a minute more than we should. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I'm going to start reading from verse number 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I will start reading from verse number 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Howbeit, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the foundation or before the word unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known, had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, Neither have it entered into the heart of man, of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Amen. 
There is a wisdom in God that is hidden unto man and is hidden unto the best of the brains of our generation. The princes, the doctors. The scripture is saying this wisdom was ordained for our glory and is hidden unto men, but it is revealed unto us. The world does not know or understand this wisdom. So everything we learn from the world system or from the world um, philosophy or whatever ideology, God is saying that it's not going to cut it. Because the wisdom that God is giving unto us was designed from before the foundation of the earth for our glory. And what is this wisdom? We know clearly the Bible says Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God is in us. Why? Because Jesus Christ is in us. So it is not as if we don't already have it in us. And that's why I said our prayer is going to focus on the wisdom of God being revealed in us. It's already in us. And the wisdom is such that almost everything that the world taught us, the reverse is almost the case. Amen? When someone is suffering, when someone is in trouble, it is natural. To be depressed. It is natural to cry, to weep. That's what the world system taught us. God is demanding the exact opposite. And that is the reason why the wisdom is different from the wisdom of the world. It is like silliness to the world system. And God is telling his children, I designed this wisdom for your glory. You need to pay attention. This is specially made for you. If others don't understand, it's okay. You should. And that's why you see that when Jesus was here on earth with the disciples, and every time he's talking to people, he's talking to them in parables. And the disciples say, why do you always talk to people in parables? Why can't you just speak plainly? And he told them, he said, to you it is given to understand the mystery of the kingdom. So when I'm speaking in parables, you should understand. Why? Because you have been given the privilege to understand the mystery of the kingdom. So, God is trying to give us something that the world cannot reproduce. Something that is exactly opposite to show his power and his wisdom. Let's look at that scripture again. In verse number seven, it says, but, the, this, um, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. 
even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Pay attention to this. When the world, the prince of this world was crucifying Jesus, was it painful? Was Jesus going through an agonizing time, hanging on the cross? It was painful. And the Bible is saying, the prince of this world, if they had known what would come out of it, they would not have done it. They wouldn't have crucified Jesus because God has not revealed that wisdom to them. They did not know that by crucifying Jesus, they are actually doing what God wanted. And God is saying we need to understand that's, that's his wisdom. That's his principle. So that when the world is doing anything against us, we should always remember, if they knew, they won't be doing what they are doing now. Because it's going to turn to glory. But the reason why you will know that it seems we do not comprehend it, is our countenance. Just look at our countenance when the world is crucifying us. Just look at the way we go about dejected. Just look at the way we even pray. We turn to beggars. Children of God begging. Which among us that our child needs something? Do they beg or do they ask or just take it? If they know where it is. God gave us all these to reveal this wisdom to us. Now, because we do not understand, we almost always forget that we are children of God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High who has been given this wisdom. The most problematic issue in Christian life is when we're going through difficult times, when we're going through trouble. And what God is saying here to us, the wisdom that God is revealing to us is that every time we're in trouble, every time, as long as we're sons and daughters of the living God, let's keep that in mind. Every time the world throws stones at you, if the prince of this world had knew, they won't do it. Because the stone will turn to glory. But once the stone hits us, we are devastated. All of a sudden, the wisdom flies out of the window. We are not consistent in keeping this wisdom as a lifestyle. It's all over the scripture. We don't have the time, but I just want to establish the fact that this is a wisdom that we need to operate on. God is calling us now, saying, this is the wisdom. Because the Achilles for every Christian 
is when we are having challenges. But everything is going rosy. Christian life is easy. It's, it's, It's cool. The only time we have trouble is when something troubles us. And God is saying, no, it should not be so. Because through the affliction and through these troubles, God manifests himself. God is looking to manifest himself. Amen? Let me show a few things. I, I, I don't think I need to beat this. I have so much. If you have time, you can, you can read the rest of the scriptures. But let me, let me jump to, uh, I don't even think we should need this. If you have time, you can read Second uh, Corinthians as well. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Um, I can just read verse 17. You can read the whole chapter. I want to establish this. So that moving forward from now, celebration should never cease in our life. The Bible said only the shout of victory shall be heard in the camp of the righteous. Celebration should never cease in our home. It should never cease in our church. It should never cease in our community. We must always remember we are sons and daughters of the living God and there is nothing the world throws at us that should remove the praises of God out of our lips. Because that's all the devil is trying to do. Remove the praises of God out of our mouth. But out of the praises of God, deliverance is released into our world. So if we forget anything, we should never forget. We are sons and daughters of the living God. And anything we go through in life is for God's glory. Remember that story of the blind uh, boy when they asked, who sinned that this boy was born blind? And Jesus said, nobody sinned. It was just for God's glory to be revealed. As a child of God, when I'm going through my turbulence, when I in my captivity, I'm in prison, it wasn't because I sinned. God is not a wicked God that will now punish me because I sinned. No. He corrects me when I sin. He has already paid the price for sin. It's not going to punish me with sickness because I sin? No. It's not going to punish me with accident because I sin? No. It's not going to punish me with loss of job because... No. Our God don't do that. It's a wish among you that your child asks or your son asks for fish and you give him snake, ask for bread, and you give him stone. He said, if you, man, being evil, knows how to give good gift to your children, how much more your father in heaven will give you the kingdom, the wisdom from the foundation of the earth. So when affliction hits, 
God wants this to be ringing in our heart. It is for God's glory. And we should begin to celebrate. Rather than worry, we should do what? Worship. Replace your worries with worship. Because that's the wisdom of God. The wisdom of this world don't worship when there is trouble. They worry. Sons and daughters of the living God, God is saying, the wisdom of God for you is not to worry when there is trouble, it's to worship. It doesn't mean the trouble is not real. And it doesn't mean the solution is not real. As real as the trouble is, so is the salvation of God. So why choose worry as opposed to worship? Because the wisdom of this world has acculturated us to behave that way. God is trying to change that. Because Jesus, the wisdom of God, is living inside of you. God wants us to change that. Look at verse 17. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Every trouble that comes our way, they are not eternal. There is no eternal trouble. There's only eternal solution. I repeat that. There is no eternal trouble. No no eternal trouble. There is no trouble that is everlasting. No trouble is eternal. None. Zero. But God's solution is eternal. It's everlasting. So no matter what trouble or tribulation or problem or difficulties that we are faced with here on earth, God is saying it is momentary. It is a momentary affliction. It is temporary. And it cannot be compared to the weight of glory that God is going to make to manifest through that. If and only if we allow the wisdom of God to manifest. Because every time we do or we apply the wisdom of the word, we kill the glory. We truncate the glory that was designed from before the foundation of the earth that shall be manifested through that turbulence. We read the Acts of Apostles chapter 16 on Sunday. Supposing Paul and Silas were weeping and crying in the prison, which is what we do, the wisdom of the world. When I'm incarcerated, when I'm locked up, I don't know if any, has anyone here been locked up before? If you have never been in prison or incarcerated, you don't know what freedom means. You don't. I've not been locked up in the, um, in the prison system. Yes, that's the right word. Okay? 
But I was once in the military. And, you know, I understand what it means to be locked up. Because I enjoyed it once. <laughs> when my commander threw me into the guardroom. We call it guardroom. And I was there for three days. If you've never been locked up, incarcerated, you never know what freedom means. You will never appreciate freedom. The liberty that we have in Christ Jesus. So if they were incarcerated, and the natural thing would be to cry and to weep, to ask a million whys. That's the natural thing. Because when you are sitting down right there in that prison, there's nothing else to do. But you have a choice. You can either begin to sing and praise, or you can begin to worry and be asking a million whys. Why? Why am I here? What did I do wrong? Why am I in this situation? Why me? I guarantee you, there will be no Christian on earth that has not done that. God is trying to move us out of the wide corner. And move us into the corner where we say, Lord, again, me, you have chosen me again. You've chosen me again. What have I done to deserve this? Why? Because you know there is a weight of glory in every trial and every tribulation. Because you know there's going to be a manifestation. See, that's the wisdom God is talking about. That our mind needs to be reoriented. We need to decorate ourselves and dissociate ourselves from the world system. What we have grown up to know. Everything we have grown up to know. God is saying embrace the wisdom that is inside of you. This wisdom that Jesus has given unto us. Hallelujah. And there is no other perfect example than Lord Jesus Christ. Hanging on that tree. Hanging on the cross. Can you imagine? Did you, did you remember um, Mary, the mother, crying and weeping? But what came out of it? Glory. If Jesus lives inside of us, God is looking to manifest the same glory every day. In every trouble, in every cross you carry, in every affliction, whatsoever it is, God is looking to manifest. Because Paul and Silas, they understood that wisdom. They used it. In the middle of the night, the Bible says, while locked up, while incarcerated, they begin to praise. And as they were praising God, rather than crying and weeping, they were praising and celebrating God inside of prison. And heaven immediately recognized that. And what happened? There was an earthquake. The prison ground was shaking. Every door opened. And it's on a card. Everyone's fetter, the Bible said, was loosed. And the prisoners heard it. Everyone else that was in that prison, 
they had the praises of God. Only the jailer were in deep sleep. The rest of the prisoner heard it. Their shame were broken. Hallelujah. I guarantee you this wisdom is all over the scriptures. And that's why God is calling us now to begin to manifest it. No Christian should be seen weeping or crying except for the cry of joy. No child of God should be depressed. No. No. People who celebrate don't get depressed. Why? Because of the wisdom of God that is living inside of us. The Lord Jesus himself. Hallelujah. Let me show you a couple of more examples. Judges. The book of Judges, um, chapter 12. Judges, chapter, sorry, chapter 6 from verse 12. Judges, chapter 6 from verse number 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why? Why? I am praying that the Lord will take why away from our mouths. And put his songs there. And put his praise there. Why? Why? If the Lord be with us, if we are sons and daughters of the living God, why? Why am I in this situation then? Why, why is everything not working? Why is it that this? Why is it that that? Why? Gideon said, why then is all this befalling us? The wisdom of this word. Why? And we are be all his miracles which our fathers told us of. Saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord had forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Is this not the way the wisdom of this world has taught us to think, to reason? And this is how we have acculturated ourselves so far sons and daughters of the living God. And look at what um, follows. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianite. After, not I sent thee. Everything he said, that's all God will say. With all the wise, God is saying there is a strength inside of you. Go in that strength. Jesus, the wisdom of God, is inside of us. It doesn't matter how many wise we tell God. The answer is always going to be the same thing. Go in that strength. 
of years. My grace is sufficient for you. Doesn't matter how many times Paul prayed. Hallelujah. Go in that strength of yours. He wasn't seeing the strength. He was seeing something else. It was the world system, the way the world system has trained us to react and to behave. God is saying, no, I have given you a special wisdom. Behave in the opposite spirit. React in the opposite spirit. That's what I'm telling you. Amen? And that's what God is telling us. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can take one more. Ah, this is a long one. Judges chapter 11, you can read it when you have time, is the story of Jephthah. Jephthah was born by a harlot. And he was a mighty man of war. His background was nothing to write home about. He was born by a harlot. And the people of the, of the city actually drove him out of the city as a result of that. People were picking on him. There was bullying and all kind of stuff. Same things we go through today. Situations that we go through, they are all over the scriptures. And God puts them there to teach us how to respond. The wisdom of God called Jesus is inside of us. Amen? At the end of the day, imagine how many times Jephthah would have asked, why me? Why will I be born by a harlot? Why would nobody want, why, why, why is there no one even wanting me? Why, why, why would no one love me, love me? We have children like that today. We have adults like that today who will look at their background and we question and question God, why did you bring me out of this family? Why did you place me in this family? Amen? That is the word system, the word wisdom. It's all right. God is just calling, out, calling us out of that. Giving us a different perspective that he has designed a wisdom, especially for our glory, to respond in the opposite spirit. At the end of the day, to cut the long story short, they drove him out. When turbulence hit in the city, the same people that drove him out, they went looking for him. Just like we saw in Acts Apostles chapter 16, the same jailer that flogged them, beat them, was the same one that ended up cleaning them up and feeding them. All of those folks out there that we think are enemies, they are actually candidates of the kingdom of God. And whatsoever it is that we're doing, if we apply the wisdom of God, the salvation of God designed for them, is going to come to pass. Hallelujah. Jephthah, with such a terrible background, at the end of the day, they said, come and be our ruler. Come be our ruler. Whatever you say, we will do. Just come be our ruler. Hallelujah. There is no trouble. There is no turbulence. There is no problem that has come unto us that is not designed for glory. 
it was packaged from the beginning of foundation for glory. If only we will see it from the eyes of God. And that's what God is calling us to. That wisdom is already in us. We just need God to help us to manifest it. Amen? Think, um, let's see if we can take one more. Uh, actually, I should probably... Let's, let's just look at one more. Um, the story of... Uh, oh, that's the good one. The story of Abraham. Abraham was in trouble. There was famine. Right? In Genesis chapter 20. Apart from that, you know that Abraham and Sarah were having trouble. There was no child. And then they relocated to a new city. And because of all the troubles and all the problems, Abraham had to lie and told Sarah that wherever we go, tell the people there, you are my sister, so that they don't take you and kill me. I believe Abraham, Sarah might be one of those pretty, pretty lady. But Abimelech was a king, saw a beautiful lady, introduced to him as a sister, and he took her to be with her. And God went to Abimelech in a dream and said, you are a dead man. Our father, 24 by 7, 365 a year. Is watching. Is looking. He knows every step we take. He knows when someone harasses you. He knows when someone steps on us. All of a sudden, for whatsoever reason, we always forget that. And we jump into the wise. Abraham did not do anything. But God spoke to Abimelech in a dream. You are a dead man. You took another man's wife. And Abimelech said, in the integrity of my heart and the innocency of my heart, have I done it? Did he not say to me, she's my sister? And God said, I restrained you from sinning. God restrained Abimelech. From sinning. And you think he cannot do the same for his sons and daughters? And someone said, I'm an alcoholic, I'm an this, I'm an that. If you are a child of God, he can get rid of whatsoever it is. That is a problem. Said, I restrained you. But watch this. If you read towards the end, God said, Go to Abraham and let him pray for you. Everyone that troubles you, if you just understand the wisdom of God and you sing the praises of God, it's always going to end the same way. Every story we're afraid is ending the same way. God said, go to Abraham, he will pray for you. 
the same man that took his wife. And at this point in time, every woman in the house of Abimelech got assured their womb. Couldn't bear. And God is expecting Abraham, who is also waiting to pray for a man to have a child when he has not gotten his own. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. How will you feel if you have only one burger to eat and God is asking you to give it to someone else? The wisdom of this world. In chapter number 20, this story was read. Towards the end, the Bible said, Abraham prayed for Abimelech. Let's read that. So, in verse number 17, verse number 17, when Genesis 20, 17, so Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his male servants and the bear children. For the Lord had fast closed up all the wounds of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah Abraham's wife. Hallelujah. When Abimelech took Sarah, Abraham couldn't do anything. He didn't fight. He didn't quarrel. He didn't say nothing. Why? The wisdom of God is in him. He just knew God would take care of him. Hallelujah. Chapter 21. What happened? In chapter number 20, Abraham prayed for the man that took his wife to have children and the entire family. What happened in chapter 20, 21? And the Lord visited Sarah. Chapter 20, chapter 21. Keep in mind, Acts of Apostles, chapter 16, we read. As soon as they prayed and sing the praises of God in the prison, the earthquake happened. Everyone bonds was loosed. Salvation followed. Every story you will read in the Bible, God has designed from before the foundation of the earth that every trouble that troubles you, he's going to work for your good. Every problem that comes our way, it is an opportunity for God's glory to be revealed. I don't care. Read from Genesis to Revelation. We can stay here from now till Jesus comes back. Everything you see in the Bible is patterned with this wisdom. But watch all the characters. Watch what they do or what they did when they were in the situation. Hallelujah. What God is calling us to do is that the wisdom of God called Jesus that is living inside of us is crying to manifest. And God wants us to begin to 
manifest. Because the only Achilles that I have seen in all my life as a Christian, 30 years now, the very first time I preached on the pulpit was 1987. 30 years on the pulpit, preaching and teaching the word of God. I have never seen any trouble or turbulence in my Christian race, in our Christian race, other than when we are in need. The only turbulence where we struggle is our needs. When we're in situation, when we have one trouble or the other, all of a sudden, Every scripture we've learned, everything we know about being a child of God, everything we know about this or that, we will always go back to the default. Why? Where are the miracles he promised? Where are all the things our father told us? But God is saying, I have given you a wisdom. The wisdom is in you. Operate in that opposite spirit. Begin to sing the praises of God and see the salvation of God in all the situations of life. Let's rise on our feet tonight.